What if your Instagram bio could work like a magnet, pulling in prospects and converting them into clients? Intriguing, isn't it? Your Instagram bio is more than just a few words about you or your business. It's a lead generating powerhouse waiting to be unleashed. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana. I'm your host, and I'm super glad you're here as we talk today about your Instagram bio. Full disclosure, we're talking about more than just your bio. We will go through line by line what are the actual sections of an Instagram bio that pulls people into wanting to work with you, that converts interest into intent, into leads, into business and customers. But we'll talk about pros and cons of your profile overall. How do you fashion an Instagram profile that positions you as a business, as a creator in the proper light that would lead folks into doing business with you. So welcome to the show. If you're new to the channel, please make sure to hit that big red subscribe button so you get notified whenever we publish new videos just like this one. And of course, if you have ideas or questions or thoughts, drop them in the comments. We wanna hear from you about what you're doing and what's working or what questions you have as we talk today about your Instagram bio. And kicking things off, first, let's talk about the happy-go-lucky subject of the mistakes we see businesses, agents, creators, committing when it comes to offenses against their Instagram bio. Now, in terms of mistakes, there are six that come most top of mind. They're the ones we see most often committed as offenses against Instagram bios. And the first one is believing your bio is about you. It isn't. And this is true beyond just your Instagram bio, your bio on your website, your bio anywhere. It isn't really about you beyond the extent of how you fit into the life of your customer. Your bio is really about your customer. And so losing sight of who is this about? Well, it's about what benefits the customer. When they read it, what do they need to read? What, what do they need to know about you that would give them confidence in working with you? So when you look over your own bio, ask the question, who's this really about? When I read my bio, is it about me? Or is it about me through the lens of how I serve customers? Because that's what it's really all about, is your customers. Another common mistake we see when it comes to Instagram bios is playing it too broadly, trying to be all things to all people, being a bit nebulous, and failing to define who is the customer base for whom you're most relevant so that they can say, oh yeah, this person does this for me because I am in that base, I am in that niche. And so we see that as a general mistake. Again, as you're looking at your own bio, ask the question, am I playing it too broad? Have I really taken the time to carve out my niche uh, or niche, however you want to pronounce it, because the saying is niche to get rich. It's sort of on the heels of that is number three, which is lacking a value proposition. Again, your bio, it isn't about you. It's too often we see bios that are very nebulous and far-reaching and not clear. And because of that, they lack a clear value proposition. What's your value proposition for your customers? And are you voicing it in a really concise way in your bio on Instagram, but beyond Instagram, on all your bios, all platforms, your website, and so forth. Fourth mistake we see often committed on specifically Instagram bios is a failure to make it skimmable, easily readable. We'll talk about different sections upcoming in this video, so stick around for that. But you wanna have clear like bullet, 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 clear bullet points to make it really easy to skim and read and understand, oh yeah, this creator, this business makes content like this for people like that, I am a person like that, therefore I like this business. You gotta make it super easy. Sometimes we see blocks of text and folks see those blocks of text and they go, I don't wanna read that, so is your bio skimmable? Hey, are you looking to up your social media marketing game? Not just Instagram, but also Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, absolutely dominate the social space online. If that's you, then make sure to check out our course, Cracking the Social Code. It's part of the Marketing Pro training platform. There's a link in the description to learn more about the course, Cracking the Social Code, and all the other courses that come with Marketing Pro. Learn how to optimize all your profiles. Learn what kind of content to make, how to level up your video skills, how to go from rookie to rock star on social media. Make sure to 
to click that link in the description to learn more about Marketing Pro. The fifth mistake we see when it comes to Instagram bios is omitting social proof. There's a lot of folks who they think, I don't want to be braggadocious about me and my, oh, I'm amazing on my Instagram bio. And so they leave it out. And I appreciate the humility. Truly, there's the world could be better with more humility. However, when it comes to an Instagram bio, remembering that it's not really about you, it's about giving whoever you want to work with as a business or a creator the confidence that they're on the right page, they're looking at the right account. There is a dose of social proof necessary to extend credibility to you. So ask yourself, Am I hiding my accolades? And there is such a thing as overemphasizing accolades and maybe compensating, but reality is a customer needs some degree of social proof to have confidence that, you know what? I'm not the guinea pig here. I'm not the lab rat here in terms of working with this business. And so I'm okay. I'm comfortable to move forward. And last, certainly not least, is leaving things on a cliffhanger. So very often I come to an Instagram account and I look at the profile and there's not a call to action. We'll talk more about this upcoming when we get to the actual sections of your bio. But the reality is you should be inviting someone to take action based upon what they read about you, what they've learned about you, what kind of content you're producing. Don't leave folks on a cliffhanger. Those are the mistakes to avoid with your Instagram bio. There are numerous other fields that are equally, maybe close to equally as important as your bio in terms of how do you showcase yourself to anybody who is on your page, considering working with you, considering following you, considering your content, considering you in whatever space or level they're doing that, but it's more than just your bio. There are other fields too. So for instance, there is the headshot, what they see. One of the mistakes I see pretty often with headshots is it's a faraway photo. And so on Instagram, specifically on mobile, you can't tap somebody's Instagram profile image or zoom in on it. So if it's a faraway photo, I just can't make out your facial features. I tend to prefer a face. People like doing business with people. People like following people. If you are a team, I can appreciate having a logo or a favicon or something like that in place of it. But my preference is a photo. And when you use a photo, I wanna see facial features. If you're a team and you have lots of faces, at a certain point in time, we can't see it if there's too many faces and it's too zoomed out. The photo is hugely important. Another highly important field in terms of how you fill out your profile is the username, i.e. the handle. Now, handles and usernames, they're the same thing. They're tricky because if you have a common name, for instance, you may be limited and not be able to use the one you want to use. And so you find yourself making concessions. Here's my recommendation. And don't take this too rigidly because there may be limitations to just how matchy-matchy you can get, but I believe it's super important that the consumer and that Google, when it's forming SEO and understanding, oh, you're that business here on this platform and here's what you are on this platform, you wanna make it easy for those associations to occur. And one way to go about doing that is to have a naming convention that is consistent across Google, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and so forth. I realize it may not be a perfect science because you may not be able to do that, but to the best of your abilities, seek to make a matchy-matchy naming convention. And what I would avoid most is having, for example, a formal Google business profile title of your business, but then your Instagram username is more like an AOL instant messenger screen name from 1998. That's what we're looking to avoid. Now, the username has to be unique. If somebody has your username, sorry, it's gone. You can try to message them and get it, but it's, it's gone. But the display name, it's marked as simply the name when you fill out your profile, 
does not have to be unique and you can have lots of characters. This is a critical opportunity to drop in keywords that you wanna be discovered by. If somebody searches, for example, Nashville Realtor, you might have those terms in your username if you are indeed a Nashville Realtor beyond just your own name. Next up in terms of important fields is choosing the right category. Now a category is a little bit tricky because a category comes attached to a certain type of account. There are different account types. Uh, at the highest level on Instagram, there's two kinds of accounts. There's a personal account and a professional account. A personal account has no distinct advantages except that it can be set to private. So if privacy is not a concern, there's no real advantage to a personal account. I would recommend a professional account for you as a creator, as a business. With the professional account, there are two subtypes. There's the business professional or the creator professional. Both give you access to insights and analytics. They let you run ads. They give you inbox features and uh, perks like that. I tend to prefer the creator because it gives you a little bit more access to music when it comes to making reels, those trending sounds and whatnot. When you choose creator, then Instagram asks you if you wanna choose a subcategory that further describes the type of creator your business is. So for example, you could choose a category of real estate agents. You could also choose a category of entrepreneur. There are some differences. If you choose entrepreneur, for instance, you tend to get more music options than a real estate agent because there's a limitation with commercial licensing of music and sounds. So if you want more music, then choose entrepreneur, but there is an advantage to saying real estate agents. Search is becoming more popular on Instagram. It's not wildly popular, but it's becoming, quote, more popular on Instagram. And if you choose real estate agents as your category, and maybe you say Nashville Realtor or whatever respective location you service in your display name, well, then you're pretty well optimized to potentially be discovered by would-be customers in those kinds of searches. So choosing the right subcategory, specifically one that is searchable, is a bold and strong move when it comes to optimizing your profile on Instagram. Now, when you choose a professional profile, like we talked about before, whether it's a business or a creator profile, then Instagram gives you options for what are called contact and action buttons. Contact buttons are email me, get directions, call me. You can decide which buttons appear on your profile so customers can reach out directly. Action buttons could be whereby you integrate some kind of a calendar service and folks can actually book meetings or consultations with you directly from Instagram. So action buttons, contact buttons, are really important fields to consider optimizing your profile to actually get business from it. And then there's the famous link in bio. That's another field that's an integral part of your Instagram profile overall. It's the link in bio. Instagram has upped the ante whereby they now allow users to add up to five profile links versus just the one. So you can drive folks to a different, um, different links that are maybe of interest to you. I still use the one link in bio because I like the landing page I force traffic to where I can integrate different calls to action. This is really a personal choice in terms of, well, what's your funnel? How are you directing traffic to go to different calls to action you might have in terms of how customers might do business with you? But the main point right now is when it comes to fields on Instagram, the link really matters. You're driving everybody to that link. We'll talk more about that. Whether it's that link or lots of links, you're going to have to make a decision in terms of, what are the actions I'm driving folks to take who might be interested in doing business with me? And then finally, the last field, which is where we will park and spend the duration of our video is the actual 150 character section for the bio itself. The actual words 
that go in the bio. We've talked about the do's and don'ts. We've talked about different fields that matter in terms of optimizing a profile on Instagram to get discovered by customers. What's more, if they discover you through your content, a profile that's optimized to convert those customers into folks doing business with you. Now let's talk about the bio itself because they're going to read it. They're going to look you up. And I would say like, even if you meet leads at an open house or a friend referred your name, folks are still going to look you up and they're going to look you up on Instagram is they're going to look you up on Google and other platforms like that, but they're going to probably look at your Instagram and what your bio says about you, the, the narrative, the direction it takes folks in terms of how they might work with you and what that could look like. The question is, have you optimized your profile to convert? And if you have not tweaked your bio, then I dare say you haven't yet. Now, your Instagram bio, like I mentioned a moment ago, is limited to 150 characters. So we're gonna write really, really succinctly. There are three to four sections of coverage in your bio that need to be addressed. And you can think of each of these structures as a line in your bio. We talked before about having a skimmable bio. It needs to be skimmable, like bullet points. Each one becomes its own line in your bio. Audience is the first one, which is who are you making content for? Second one is authority. Why should they listen to you? What makes you credible? The third line is uh, we don't have to have it. If you run out of characters, this is the one to sub out. It's an attribute. So what is something unique about you, a perspective, a belief that would be an aligning belief of some level, an attribute that aligns you with your target audience. And the last section, this one's mission critical, is action. What are you inviting folks to do next? So it's audience, authority, attribute, action. And if I have to get rid of one because I ran out of room, then I would say the attribute can go. But if you can make all four fit, do that. It's written that way because that's who I make content for. And so your first line needs to be a direct statement about who you're making content for, who's your niche, who's your audience. Now you may be watching and think, well, which audience? I've got this audience and then this audience. Here's my day job, here's my moonlighting night job. I make content for consumers in my local marketplace, but I also make agent-facing content. And the day has arrived where you're gonna have to pick a path. Who's your niche? Who are you making content for? Because the way the algorithm works is it's gonna put its finger on you as a creator and say, oh, this user, this creator makes content like this for people like that. And once you define like Babe Ruth pointing the bat where you want it to go, once you define the path to be followed, it becomes a much more clear path for growth and attracting folks who fit into that niche. Who's your audience? For the second line of your bio, remember, these are bullet points. You could even say they're emoji bullet points. So if you have the room for it, you don't have to do emojis, but you could use an emoji as sort of the bullet point to distinguish each respective line or not. It's really your prerogative. The major objective is that it is a skimmable bio so folks can quickly check out who you are, what you do, and how y'all can potentially mesh and do business together. So maybe you're in the top 1% of the top 1%, or maybe you're the founder of some super known, well-branded team, or maybe you're associated with somebody who's really, really reputable and that extends credibility to you. The point of the second line is, why should folks who tap to visit your profile or look you up uh, through Google and then click on your Instagram, why should they listen to you? Why should they follow you? Third line we said was the attribute, something that defines who you are as a person. It could be a belief, it could be a value system, it could be something silly. I've seen attribute lines where it says something like, I love tacos. Now, I don't know that that's what I would recommend per se, but if humor is a big piece of who you are, it's an attribute of yours, it's okay to use this line to inject a bit of that humor that would make you more likable and endearing to folks who fit inside of your niche. 
Now, the 150 character limit is a factor. We know that. I've got some hacks for you coming up if you keep watching. However, if there is a line that you've, you're out of room, there's no more characters and something's got to go, this may be it, but maybe not. It's your business. It's your brand. So you can decide. However, there is one non-negotiable. This last line, the action you want folks to take is non-negotiable. It has to be a part of your bio and it could be as simple as click the link in my bio to go see additional options. What are you inviting folks to do next? Let's be honest, the way folks discover you generally is either they Googled your name and found your Instagram or they were recommended a post of yours and they somehow saw your post and they tapped to visit your profile. However folks are getting to you, ask yourself, what's the next step they should take? And they are the people who discover your profile. Now folks discover your profile probably through two ways predominantly. One way is they look you up on Google and they click your Instagram and go check you out. Okay, what's the action you want to invite those folks to take? The other way, and arguably the biggest way is, one of your posts was somehow suggested or it showed up in a feed and they discovered you on an explore page and they tapped to visit your profile and maybe it's their first encounter there. What action are you inviting those folks to take? It doesn't have to be a super profound action like sell your house today. That, In fact, that may be too blunt and too direct and it may cause a lot of folks to say, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. We're not there yet. It simply needs to be the next most logical step for customers to take in learning more about how they could plug in and work with you. So for example, on mine, my line on my bio says something to the tune of resources, colon, courses, content, connect. And then it drives to my link in bio where they can say, oh, I could sign up for a newsletter. Oh, I could uh, sign up for Tom Ferry Coaching or learn more about that or check out some courses. And it creates a whole menu of different calls to action in your business what are you inviting folks to do? I like the idea that your action in the bio connects to your link and the link takes them to additional options because that allows you to very rapidly increase the directness of your offers. It could be buy, sell, invest, refer, schedule a meeting. It could be a lot of different offers that are more to the point in that link in bio versus trying to say all that in the last line of 150 character limited bio section on Instagram. But the point to you is you gotta have the right contents in your bio because a lot of people look you up. A lot of people find their way to your Instagram. And the question is how many of those people are taking action? Well, that comes down to your bio, to how you optimize your profile. Have you defined your audience? Have you declared your authority? Have you listed off an attribute that makes you likable and endearing and connected to the same thinking and worldview of those folks? Have you called them into action? And if you haven't, then your profile is not fully optimized. And now is the time to make those tweaks. That 150 characters just isn't a lot of real estate worldwide. And so I would highly recommend using a tool like ChatGPT to wordsmith your way down. How can I say this more concisely, more succinctly? Only this many words, this many words per line. Don't exceed 150 characters. Including prompts like that can really help you work ChatGPT to get the right output, the right bio that you can then copy and paste in Instagram, press publish, and get off to the races in terms of generating more inbound customers because your profile is optimized. Social media marketing takes a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. Making content is equally or more energy and work. Doesn't it make sense then to optimize your profile to convert all those lookers into leads and actually grow your business through Instagram? If you got value from today's video, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. Please share the video with a friend and smash that like button. Until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.